This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We'll do a little fact or fiction and dive into some of these topics in detail. Or fiction. I'm going to skip right to that Deshaun Watson one since it seems like the appropriate time to do it. So let's dive right in. 700 days since the last time Deshaun Watson actually played in an NFL game. He'll be back with the Browns this week. They've already activated him. They cut somebody else off their squad to get him on there. So the Browns sitting at four and seven really don't have anywhere to go as far as the AFC playoff picture goes. They're 17th ranked in the NFL in passing. So fact or fiction, Chelsea, I'll start with you. Deshaun Watson is going to make a difference as the Cleveland quarterback. I'll go fiction, at least not in the first game back. There's got to be some level of rust, right? When's the last time that Deshaun Watson played in a real, actual NFL game? I know he's played in the preseason, but if I'm remembering correctly, his first game in the preseason didn't go that well either. So I feel like it's going to be a slow start for Deshaun Watson. And in fact, if Cleveland wins, I don't think it's going to be on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson. There are other good pieces on this Cleveland team that deserve more of the credit. It's probably going to be Nick Chubb. It's probably going to be that offensive line. And maybe it'll be the defense and Miles Garrett, who has shown he could be an absolute home wrecker uh, for opposing offenses. Uh, so I don't think it's really on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson. However, I think it is going to change the dynamic in the locker room. Honestly, I feel like it's going to make the Browns a little worse because we talk about like the moral quandary of like rooting for somebody like this. And I know you can throw out, you know, well, the cases were dismissed. It still feels a little slimy. So I don't know. I feel like there there is going to be a dynamic in the locker room and also the rust. He hasn't played in a while. So I don't think that he necessarily makes the Browns immediately better right off the bat. Yeah, I'm going to say fiction as well. Look, he's a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett once he gets going. But there are two things at play here. Number one, as you mentioned, Chelsea, it's been a long time since he played in the NFL. Number two, he has to go back to Houston where all of this took place. And this is going to be a distraction. He is going to have to answer questions. His teammates will have to answer questions. This was a Browns team that was supposed to ideally keep its head above water, right? They're good enough with Jacoby Brissett being the game manager to have a winning record. Then Deshaun Watson comes in. He makes them immediately better and they make a playoff run. That has not happened. This is not a great Browns team. And I think when you talk about a guy who hasn't played in that long, and he has to play in front of his old team and those question marks, I think you add all of it together. I'm not quite so sure he comes in and tears things up no matter what the coaches say. So I'm going to say fiction. Just a look ahead, by the way, on the show, 8 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time, John Lopez of 610 Mm. Sports Radio in Houston will join us to tell us what the Texans and their fans are thinking about Deshaun coming back. I'm with you guys. I think it's fiction. I think he struggles the first week out. All right. NFC East, all four teams would be in the playoffs if the season ended today because basically the rest of the NFC is terrible. But let's look ahead to see if these teams can actually stay in the playoff hunt. You've got the Giants, who still have two games against the Commanders and the Eagles. You've got Washington, who plays three of their last four at home. The Cowboys' next three games are Indy, Houston, and Jacksonville, who are all subpar teams. And the Eagles, of course, as we know, only have one loss. So, Jinx, fact or fiction, all four of these teams are going to be in the playoffs. 
You know, initially I looked at this when I was going through the rundown and I thought, nah, that's not true. But I think it might be a fact. Man, the NFC sucks this year. I mean, it's really bad right now. And look, all you need to do is take a look at the NFC South where you could absolutely have a division winner that has a losing record. I just, if I'm looking at wild card spots, I'm trying to figure out who could step up and maybe be that team that takes a spot away from one of those teams in the NFC East. Maybe the Seahawks sitting at six and five, but they've lost two straight, not exactly playing great football. I cannot believe the NFC East is as good as it has been. And I sort of feel like maybe the Giants or Commanders are maybe doing it a little bit with smoke and mirrors. But I don't know if there's another team out there that can challenge either of those teams because as a whole, the conference is so bad. So I'm going to say fact. I think you could make a good argument for both sides of the coin here. I'll go fiction just because... I don't know. One of these teams is probably going to falter down the stretch. I think it's probably the commanders because right now they're sitting at seven and five. The Seahawks, like you said, are six and five. And then you have the Falcons on the outside looking in as well at five and seven. So I don't know. I feel like either the Giants or the commanders, probably the commanders falters down the stretch. Maybe the Seahawks uh, get a little bit better because we've seen some good uh, games from the Seahawks in which they have looked like a top tier team. So maybe it's the Seahawks that slide in there instead of the Commanders. So I will go fiction. Yeah, Chelsea, I think you're right as far as it being the Seahawks, but I think it's actually going to be the Giants that end up faltering. If you look at their schedule, Commanders twice, Eagles twice, even if they split with Washington, I think Philly sweeps them. That's three more losses right there. So they're the team I worry about in the NFC East as far as sliding off, but you still got to have Seattle winning games as well. So We'll see how it all shakes out. All right, let's jump ahead here. Fact or fiction, the U.S. men's soccer team moved on to the knockout round. As we all know, they beat Iran yesterday one to nothing to finish second in Group B. Saturday, they will take on the Netherlands. That kickoff is at 10 a.m. for their match, which means they're not going up against any of the college football games this weekend. So, fact or fiction, Chelsea, that U.S. men's soccer team is going to do a better number than any other college football championship game this weekend. Soccer crazy here in the U.S. Fiction. Just simply because the time's kind of a tough time. Because what is it, 10 a.m. Eastern? That means it's like 9 a.m. my time. And then that probably cancels out a lot of the West Coast because it's going to be on very early. So it's kind of a tough spot to be in. Yeah, they're not competing with college football, but still, you know, it's a football nation, like, not a football nation. So I think people will definitely be interested in this game, but I think the casual viewers will still be more dialed in to college football. Oh, this is, this is an absolute fact in every way, shape, and form. Even if you're not a soccer fan, this is something that everyone can get behind. Everyone. Who doesn't want to be a part of the United States of America playing once every four years in a knockout round? When the U.S. played England last Friday... They average more than 15 million viewers, bigger than the last three NBA Finals and the World Series. There is no way that a college football championship game is going to have more viewers than the United States versus the Netherlands in the knockout round. Not even close. This is a fact. Yeah, I'm going to go fact as well, but only because Alabama's not playing, and we know how much 
the entire country loves rooting or watching <laughs> Alabama. All right, uh, real quick, we'll do one just here at the end. Only have a couple minutes left. Factor fiction number three. We know the top four teams in the college football playoff poll, TCU, and, of course, USC sitting at the bottom at three and four. If one of them were to lose this weekend, factor fiction, Jinx, Ohio State should be in the top four. No, fiction. You can't lose this late in the season and lose the way that they lost, where they got absolutely mollywopped by Michigan in the second half and suddenly slip in. I don't know if it's Bama that maybe slips in and people lose their minds, whatever happens, but there's no way it's going to be Ohio State fiction. I'll go fact. They're number five on the college football playoff rankings, and the opinion of the committee is the only one that matters. And I think there's never been a team past six that has made it into the college football playoff that's been like uh, past six in the penultimate rankings. So I'll go Ohio State getting it in, uh, and I'll go fact. I agree. It's a fact. Ohio State is in if either TCU or USC loses coming up on Saturday. Regardless, I, my friend, will be rooting for some chaos in college football because that's (laughs) how we like it. If your team's not involved, I want to see chaos. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.